0: Welcome to another Acoustic Alternatives podcast. I'm John Bommarino, broadcasting from Grove Studios. We've got a nice new backdrop here on the on the wall here. You can see it's, it's the Grove Studios Acoustic Alternatives uh, featuring my special guest, Trey Simon, joining us on the show for the first time. Trey, good to see you.
1: Good to see you, too, John. How are you doing? I'm
0: doing great. How are you?
1: I'm doing really good.
0: You did not yet get a tour of Grove Studios, but this not is ever. a really cool place. Uh, it might not be super convenient for you. You're still in Rochester, right?
1: Yeah, still in that area.
0: But if you're, you know practicing with a band that might be primarily from the Ann Arbor Ipsy area. There's a lot of practice spaces to rent here. Maybe you want to do a podcast, you can rent this space. Lots of options, and we'll show you around a little bit later. But uh, speaking of Rochester, my last guest on the program, Olivia Deer slash Millersen, is originally from Rochester. (laughs) So you have that in common. You guys have sung together before. I've I've seen some videos with that. And so uh, good to have a, a follow up with somebody else from that area. And uh, let's, let's start by going back a little bit in time on the on the yeah. Trey Simon timeline, if you don't mind. How old were you when you discovered that dusty old guitar that your uncle owned?
1: I was 12 years old when I found that guitar. And then I started fooling around with it. And, you know, thank God my mom threw me in some lessons. And that's how everything got started.
0: And that's a fortunate thing for us who like to listen to you sing and play <laughs> because you are really good at both of these things. A lot of people can play guitar, mm-hmm. but not everybody has the really strong vocals that you have. and Not many of them can sing as well as you do and have that rich and dynamic voice wow which i would like to give people an example of that right now yeah let's do it what song would you like to do
1: man that's a great question
0: um your entire catalog new old anything you want you know what i want to
1: start with something new something new that i haven't recorded yet but it's really special to me so we'll go with that one this one's called baby come home
2: Quarantine, a little bravery, a lot of faith. The in between of things I've been running from. I have such a hard time putting my woes Couldn't help but see that she's different than the last one, and I can't help but see. Baby, come hold me. I wanna hold you, wanna hold you. Come get close to me. I wanna know, I wanna know every part of your heart, every word of your story. All the hurt and the pain that brought you here before me Only wanna be the man that makes things better Take your hand and walk the steps to write the next chapter So baby, come home of the phone what do you know They kept her laughing with my stupid jokes and I didn't have a chance to get away I have such a hard time showing what I'm feeling I couldn't help but see that she had a way of pulling it out of me. And I can't help but see. Baby, come hold to me. I want to hold you, want to hold you. Come get close to me. want to know, I want to know every part of your heart, every word of your story. Hurt and the pain that brought you here before me. Only wanna be the man that makes things better. I take your hand and walk the steps to write the next chapter So baby come.
0: New music from Trey Simon on acoustic alternative, and the track again is called "Baby Come Home." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that seems pretty natural. <laughs> Love it, nicely done, sir. Thank Something you. written during quarantine. Yes, absolutely. About somebody to your left, I imagine. Yeah, pretty much. All right, <laughs> she's not on camera, so nobody knows what I'm talking about. No, nothing. No, <laughs> no, nothing <laughs> talking about. So the previous conversation we had in radio <laughs> was. Revealing things to me that I will review now, but yeah. in my head. I remember that guitar was your focus It wasn't singing. That yeah, was your focus it was playing guitar and trying to be the best guitar player. Yeah, you could possibly be Yeah, I mean
1: for me it was when I found that guitar You know I was watching um, do you remember the classic vh1 and it would be like they had the different like rock Station where they played all the classic rock music videos and everything. Yeah, like for me it was I watched these guys and they're just wailing these guitar solos and everything and I just remember going to my uncle Todd and be like uncle Todd I want to do that like that's the coolest thing ever and when I found the guitar under his bed and I started jamming through that he sent me home with some Stevie Ray Vaughan CDs and everything and he was just like (laughs) you do this you can keep the guitar you know what I mean yeah and you know hopping into lessons and I always grew up in church playing in the different praise and worship bands and everything and I just became a guitar nerd and I never really thought about singing it was all about playing guitar and then down the road, that's when I started falling in love with writing songs. And I just had this thing where, you know, I wasn't a very confident kid growing up. So that was kind of one of the ways that I could speak for myself. And it wasn't even about anybody hearing the songs. It just felt good to put something down on paper about everything that I was feeling. And, mm-hmm. and it just kind of grew from there.
0: Well, you sing with a lot more confidence than you did when you were... 12 13 14 so. 15 oh my gosh you sing with so much confidence because you have a beautiful voice you have a voice that needs to be heard but when did that hit like when did you realize that you had something shoot lucky like that not everybody had i can't sing like that oh, man I'm, i mean it was i've gone
1: through different phases um i grew up very much in when the popular thing when I was in high school around that like whole 2009 2010 was the very much the pop rock what some people would call like scene or emo music, mm-hmm. and that's what all my friends were. But me, being the chubby brown kid in school <laughs> that didn't really look good in tight pants, like really wasn't like <laughs> they'd be like, "Yeah, Trey, you play guitar pretty well, and you know you do the blue stuff, but you don't really fit our look or what we're trying to do." And so I remember desperately trying to fit in with those guys and trying to sing in ranges that were definitely too high for me. Mm. And then from there, I found a John Legend CD and just fell in love with John Legend and noticed that he very much grew up playing in like the different gospel genres and everything that I did being a kid growing up in church and fell in love with that. And I just remember wearing out his Get Lifted CD in my first car and I would just sing along because I wanted to be able to sing like he could. So I've definitely gone through these different phases of my voice and it really wasn't until a year or two ago. Um, some of my first records were more in the R and B soft soul kind of genres. And I sang very much in my falsetto mm-hmm. and tried to sing probably in ranges that were just weren't comfortable for me. I was always more of a baritone singer, but yeah. I tried to sing like a tenor and I just don't know what happened. It seems like one day I started like developing that, like, being able to kind of growl with my voice and learning that it was really that baritone range that was comfortable. And I think it's been a constant journey for the past 10, 11 years of really finding my voice. And I feel like I've come to a place where I found something that's authentically me. And, you know, just like anybody, you go through different phases of discovering yourself, learning different perspectives on life and everything. And that's the same thing for a vocal journey. And it brought me here to this deep thing that's happening.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm glad I'm for it. with it, man. Uh, I, I get to enjoy the benefits of it, so I'm glad. Thank you. Which came first, though? The desire to write songs, or sing, or play guitar? Like, oh, play guitar game yeah. first, but like between writing songs and singing. Though. Yeah. Um, was it was it about writing the songs that made you sing? Is that what you are saying earlier? Pretty much. Yeah. Like I wasn't born
1: a singer at all, and I was terrible. I mean, one of the stories was. I we remember singing in the shower, yeah. and my sister would walk by and she'd be like, you are terrible, stop <laughs> singing, like it is so awful. And I remember you made me cry. And Aww. I just remember like, God,
2: please give me a singing Aww. voice. I wanna
1: be able to do this thing. But I just loved writing songs and I just kept doing it. And then as I kept singing more, you know, I started being able to hold a note a little bit more and it just kind of went from there.
0: Well, your life experiences haven't always always been so charmed. Yes. There's been some some hard times. You want to tell me about some of those times that got you to this point where you're yeah you're the Trey I know today this yeah. this this really strong um, man.
1: I gotta say I guess with the vocal journey with everything I always had like maybe just like a confusing like identity issue where you know my dad's black my mom is a blonde haired, blue eyed white lady just like two of the most opposite people coming together and I remember growing up being mixed or biracial, um, in the circles that we were in, I thought I was the only person that existed that was biracial or whatever. I'd never met anybody else that was biracial.
0: You didn't know and
1: so I was like, you know, I wasn't white enough for the white kids. I wasn't black enough for the black kids. I was just like this weird island of a person. And, you know, I definitely did whatever I could to try to fit in with people, including the skinny pants, <laughs> and screamo bands and yeah. stuff. And, you know, just always had like this chip on my shoulder and felt like I wasn't good enough for anybody and I had to prove myself. And in the middle of that, I grew up being very much this sheltered church, Christian kid. And um, it was my parents asked me to come sit down at the kitchen table and they just told us, hey, like we're getting a divorce. And I was just like, man, like, what do you mean? I never saw it coming. And then from there, you know, being sheltered never really experiencing anything crazy in life at that point you know to losing our house and a couple years later me and my dad lost a place that we were living in and I was homeless for four years and started off sleeping in a car and then moving to we lived in a red roof motel for a couple years just hotel hopping from rooms in this motel and That was kind of my first time experiencing like prostitutes knocking on your door trying to solicit you and seeing drug raids and just crazy stuff. And um, moved to a different hotel and there was a lot of drugs and things happened in there. And I'm just like, my mind's just kind of blown at this point, you know? And, but even through the midst of those difficult things, I'm very blessed to have a father that he never spoke illy of my mother, never spoke illy of anyone. Was a very he's a very kind and patient man and he was really there for me through those whole times. So I had a great example and I had a great support system in him. But even with those struggles of identity and not knowing how to cope with trauma, when I started getting into my late teens and early years, you know, I started dipping into, you know, just alcohol and, you know, getting high and stuff all the time and it became this very much of trying to mask what I was feeling like I could portray it in the songs but almost like putting in the songs wasn't enough kind of thing and just trying to hide and just trying to find who I was so in that place you know um, I I refound my faith and in that I found purpose and I found direction and I found peace to where no substance could give me the peace that my faith did and watching my dad on his faith walk through all these storms and through these difficult seasons of life encouraged me to do the same. And it just brought purpose to my craft being a singer-songwriter and um, it really drove me. So I got to say like you know you can either have a log or you have an artist that comes to that log and carves away from it and it could be a painful process if you're the log right. But you could really turn into something beautiful that's Purposeful and that blesses people, and I like to think of myself that way. Not that I'm incredible or perfect or anything, but just I just hope that he keeps shaving away at me so I can serve people.
0: Well, you came out of those four years pretty strong, and, and uh, your talent grew. Obviously, you must have had time to practice. You, I don't. I mean, I, I'm assuming you weren't just sitting in the room doing nothing. You were no, <laughs> honing this craft and dreaming about a life that involves maybe what you're doing today, which is Absolutely. playing music for people. Absolutely. Um, Playing music for me, Yeah. I much appreciate. Would you like yeah. to do another song before we well, continue the journey absolutely. of your, your life story here?
1: I have um, a song that um, when I was living in the Red Roof, mm-hmm. um, me and my dad, like at one point, we had a really small room. We had one bed, and we had to share this bed. And so, if I wanted to pull out my guitar and like write or play, mm-hmm. I had to go into the bathroom and shut the <laughs> shower curtain and the door, and then try to play really quiet so I wouldn't wake <laughs> him up, you know. And so. When I was in there, you know, we didn't have a refrigerator. We didn't have a kitchen or anything. And there was a McDonald's in the parking lot. So if you wanted to eat, you know, you pretty much lived off McDonald's dollar menu. And I remember having a dollar sitting on that counter. And I looked at it and it said, in God we trust. And I thought to myself, you know, I've come this far. And it doesn't really matter what happens to me that there's always going to be a God that I trust in. And I wrote this song on that bathtub. In that red roof, what's all, and this one's called In God I Trust.
2: My of I've seen hell A few times this past year And I've been searching for love But I still haven't found someone Never felt love When it was needed life feels so cold when you have no one and it feels like the darkness always catches up it got a truck and i made an face, and this guy that I trust, they called me a problem child, never looked at me with a smile, and I swear to God, man, I tried to please them. I don't care what they say I never needed them anyway But words cut so deep And I can't stop the bleeding And I just can't hide this anymore And in this life, man, there has to be more, more, more in God of
0: trust.
2: And I may not have much, but I still believe. In Face in this god that i draw zero
0: So good. Trey Simons here on Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios in Ypsilanti uh, from performing one of his brand new songs to one of the oldest songs he's written and uh, enjoying the journey as we get to know Trey a little bit better. I don't think you've ever heard him before. I hope that you are enjoying what you're hearing because I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I know a lot of my local singer friends like you mm-hmm. start by playing the coffee houses yeah. and eventually get to the listening rooms and tell me about your journey playing live music for the first time in front of other people. I mean, obviously performing yeah. in your bedroom or your bathroom is, is, is how you started playing, but yeah. like <laughs> in front of people that were responding and hearing your voice and going ah, blown Dang. away like I am.
1: It was well, definitely um, it didn't start in church. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I didn't have my singing voice yet. I was mostly playing guitar, but for me, um, there's a venue in Pontiac um, called the Crowfoot Ballroom, and there's a room inside the Crowfoot Ballroom called the Pike Room. And the Pike Room on Sundays would do like these local um, musician showcases, to where it was very multi-genre, to where you would have like a metal band, and then the next act would be a rapper, and then the next act would be like an acoustic artist like me. And it was just kind of like throwing everybody in there that wanted to play a show and i feel like they kind of picked people from those shows to maybe open up for other artists in that room and so my first booked gig was there one of those showcases and um i just remember playing and then starting to get like a positive reaction from people that were there and i remember the guy there it was um they called him jp and jp started booking me for some of the other dates that were happening in the Pike Room. And I started building up playing that venue quite a bit, a couple other local venues. And then JP gave me the opportunity to, you know, I started, I worked hard, you know, I sold the tickets, I brought people to the shows. And JP hit me up and he goes, Hey, Andy Grammer is coming to play the ballroom. And the big goal was, I don't want to play in that ballroom. That's the big stage, you know? Yeah. And Andy Grammer came into town, and that was right when he was doing his, um, I believe it's called the Coming Home tour, where he had, you know, obviously, was um,
0: that the Honey I'm Good hit or the hit? Yeah, before the Honey that? I'm Good. Okay, it was yeah. on
1: that tour. Because it, it hit before that too. Yeah, that, that was a big hit for him. Yeah. And I opened up for him, and wow. I remember getting like props from him, and I looked up at the balcony while I was opening for him, and there he was with his band, kind of like giving me the hand clap and everything, and. We talked for a bit after, and that just really boosted my confidence and made me want to go more. And, get it. You know, started with the local, always played in coffee shops and played in listening rooms, and, you know, I was blessed with some opportunities to open with, for some bigger artists, and, and it's been a great
0: journey. Let's quote your website like you did when I had you in the radio. Patty mm-hmm. Labelle, I heard his voice, and we will be doing shows together in the future. Yeah, Patty really Labelle cool. said that about Trey Simon, <laughs> who's sitting in front of me, because you got to open for her at Motor City Casinos, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Tell me that story.
1: That's a good Man, story. that was wild. Um, so great because your last guest, Olivia Deere, um slash Miller Shen. Yeah. She um, I got um, approached from Channel Four. I've done like their um, Music Monday with Tati Amari. and. They gave me an interview. I performed and I got to do the show, I think two or three times. And then one of the producers hit me up and said that we have our Detroit fireworks where we do our Detroit duet. So if you are willing to do like a duet and do a cover song, come and perform. And so I picked Olivia and we did a John Legend song and it was so much fun. And that was our first time playing together and how we really became friends. And um, even her boyfriend, James, like really cool dude. Great guy, yeah. And we played that had a great time and then I got a message on Facebook and they said hey I saw you sing on the Detroit duets and I have Patti LaBelle coming to Motor City Casino and we think you'd be a great fit to open the show and I was like no freaking way because when my papa was still living um, Patti LaBelle was like his favorite singer in the world and so he wasn't doing so good and I really wanted him to see me do that show before he passed and so it was between me and three other artists and i remember i was just praying i was like lord please let me do this yeah. show and i actually um at the time i was cleaning a gym's bathrooms and cleaning a gym in return for getting training and being able to work out and i remember i was working at a coffee shop too and i was waiting to get the phone call that day at the coffee shop please let me get it at the coffee shop to celebrate with my friends and i never got it and i was starting to get really discouraged and so i was scrubbing a toilet in a bodybuilder gym which trust me is pretty sketchy and i got the phone call from um my manager at the time and nina called and she was like hey you're opening for patty labelle like they just called you got the show and i just remember freaking out and i ran from the gym that i was at back to my work at the coffee shop just to tell my coworkers and everything And my mom came, my uncle and my aunt came. We had a whole crew. My dad was backstage with me the whole time. And I just remember standing side stage and just being like, man, this is the biggest stage I've ever been on, you know, and seeing how big of a production it was even backstage, I was very much intimidated. But um, right before I walked on stage from the side stage, my dad put his hands on my shoulders and he said, hey man, you've been made for this and you've worked really hard for this and enjoy this you know and I just remember that gave me the courage to kind of walk out there and play those I played four songs and the crowd responded really well and I just remember flipping out but the funny thing is the show was sold out yeah and so we didn't have tickets to actually watch the patty show so they literally told Her- us oh yeah you open and then you gotta leave <laughs> and I was like no way <laughs> so I remember I played and I walked off and there was patty and she was, was that you singing on up there and I was like yeah it was and she was like I love your voice. And she just gave me a hug, and we took a picture together, and she was like, let's talk after the show. And I said, okay, but actually I don't have seats or whatever, so I'm actually leaving. She goes, you don't have seats. She goes, hold up. And she got the (laughs) vice president of Motor City Casino (laughs) come over, and he goes, oh, you don't have seats? Come with me or whatever. He took me, my mom, our whole crew, probably 12 deep, right? And they gave us the suite on the side stage. We had a suite, watched the whole concert, and then in the middle of her show she stopped the song and she said what was the name of that opener again and this is the part where just made me burst into tears and the crowd remembered my name and they started saying trey simon trey simon she said trey simon she goes let me tell you something i fell in love with this voice and we're going to be playing more shows together in the future and i'm like mom's crying i'm crying my whole team's freaking out i got people sending drinks to me from like from the audience and stuff and that will just always be a moment that I treasure because growing up not a singer and growing up not fitting in, you always question yourself if you're good enough, right? And to be able to get a nod from, you know, multi Grammy Award winner and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and stuff was like one of the coolest things ever. And so it's something I, I really cherish.
0: I hope she follows through. I hope she lets you do another yeah, show too. with her. And That'd maybe great. <laughs> get on stage and do On My Own, do the Michael du- Michael McDonald part and the duet. Maybe you could go, Michael.
1: How do it. I'll be Michael. So you went, you went
0: from literally the crappiest job you've ever done in your life to the Dude, biggest, yeah. the really coolest thing you've ever done Keeps in
1: your life. Keeps you humble, you know? It does, for sure.
0: Well, you told me a story, and I, let, let's let's keep his name out of it until you get to who he is. But you yeah. told me a story about when you worked at the coffee shop and you yes. met somebody who was also pretty well-known. This is a really good story. Do you know, oh, do you know yes. what I'm talking about? yes, I know what you're talking about. So,
1: is it the band I'm thinking of? Uh, okay. the, yes, okay, you, okay, they okay, were playing okay. DTE that night. Yes, they were. So
0: tell me the story without getting to his <laughs> name right away. Tell me how the okay. this transpired. You're playing some music by yes. an artist you admired.
1: Yeah. So I'm playing some music. It wasn't from the artist that we'll name, but it was um Bilal, and Bilal is like this amazing jazz neo soul vocalist, somebody I really admire. And I'm playing some of his records, and this dude comes up and he asks my coworker, "Who's playing this music?" And she goes, "Oh, that's Trey. Like he plays this stuff all the time." he comes up to me and who I thought was a young guy had long dreads and he's like what do you know about Bilal and I was like Bilal what do you mean man it's the greatest improv jazz vocalist in the game and we start (laughs) spitting back and forth and we talked for like he stayed up at the counter for like 30 minutes and we just kept going back and forth geeking out about music and he said man you are really cool bro like let me get your number and he takes my phone number And he's like, got me on Facebook, got me on Instagram, we're talking. And I said, so obviously you're an artist. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is summertime, downtown Rochester, Desert Oasis Coffee Roasters, shout out to them, love those guys. Mm. And I was like, so we usually get a lot of touring musicians that come through there, because Royal Park Hotel's right there and that's where they all stay. But I'm just thinking this guy's just like a musician, right? And so I'm like, well, where are you playing? Like, I wanna come buy tickets, I wanna come support. And he goes, Oh, um, well, I'm with the band tonight. I'm with the band tonight. I'm not doing my own thing. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, I don't care who you're playing with. I want to come support. Like, where's the show? And he goes, I think it's at I think it's called DTE. And I was like, DTE? (laughs) I said, bro, what band are you in? He goes, Oh, Earth Wind and Fire. And I was like, Earth Wind and Fire. (laughs) I was like, what's your name? And he goes, Philip Bailey Jr. (laughs) So it wasn't Philip Bailey Sr. It was Philip Bailey Jr., his son. So when Maurice White passed away, he took his spot, and he's been touring with the band, he's written songs for the band. And so that night they were doing a tour with Chicago where they intertwined their sets, and they had three sold out nights in a row at DTE. And he goes, do you want to come to the show tonight? I was like, bro, do I want to come to the show tonight? Like, yeah, he goes, well, let me call my manager and see if we can get it figured out. He calls me back later that night. I didn't think he was gonna call me back. And he's like, hey, the show's sold out. I don't have pass, I don't have anything. Let's stay in touch. So for a year, I had records coming out. I'm texting him my songs. He's texting me back, oh, I love what you did with this song. And we're talking, geeking out. And so next summer comes around, and I get a text, and it's from him. He goes, hey, are you at your work? And I, like, I was like, yeah. And I turned around, and there he was. And he was just like, when do you get off? And I was like, bro, I'm not off for another two hours. And he goes, I'll wait for you. (laughs) Bought him a coffee, he sat down on the couch, and he waited two hours for me to get off work. I get off, I sit with him, he goes, you wanna go for a walk? I was like, yeah, I'll take you through Rochester Park. We're talking, talking about music and all this stuff, and he goes, well, hey, I'm here for three days. I get a break on tour, and by the way, I'm playing at Shane Park tonight, which is now Aretha Franklin Amphitheater. Mm And he goes, you're coming to the show, I already have a pass for you. And I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, he goes, drive to the show, come to the back gate, and I'll come get you. And I said, all right, go to the back gate. There he was, I go on there, he puts an all access pass on me, and he goes, are you hungry? I said, yeah, dude, I'm always hungry. <laughs> I sit down, we had catering that they had set up backstage, and I sit down, and this was the mind blowing moment. Philip Bailey Sr. sitting next to me, Verdeen White sitting across from me, And then it was Ralph Johnson and then Philip Bailey Jr. All at the same table. I'm with every live band member, original members and stuff. And I'm sitting there and they're asking me about Detroit and about, are you a musician? What do you write your songs about? And we're just talking and they invited me into their huddle, prayed with the band before the show. They introduced me to Sheila um, Sheila E who was opening the show. So I'm meeting (laughs) Sheila E and I'm walking side stage with the band and I watched the entire concert from side stage Stevie Wonder's band was there hanging <sighs> out I'm talking with them and we had some mutual friends because I knew some guys that played with Stevie and we just had the most fun night ever and then for three days after that John he was in town came to the coffee shop every day to come see him and he goes when do you get off and I'm like I'm <laughs> off at this time meet me in Detroit I got two friends flying into town so we went to the Charles H Wright Museum downtown went to the African World Festival took them to the coffee shop in Detroit we on and then these two girls that flew in to hang out with them took us all out to eat bought us all dinner and then the best part of the whole thing was we went to it was the chef from the venue he had a loft in Royal Oak and they're like hey we're going to the loft I bought you dinner now you got to play us a song or whatever And of course I left my guitar in my car just in case, you know what I mean? We go to this guy's house and we start hanging out and then Phil goes, hey Trey, play that one song or whatever. And I started playing a song idea that I sent him and he remembered the words and he sang it with me, duet. And then we sang a Marvin Gaye tune together and we just hung out and we hung out for another day after that. And then, you know, gave me a hug, he hopped on the tour bus and then his dad, walked into the coffee shop and I'm sorry, this is a long story. But his dad, so Philip Bailey walks, Philip Bailey Sr. walks into the coffee shop and he goes, Trey, what are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, Phil, I work here. And he's like, You work here? He goes, always wondered why you were always here every time we came in. I was like, I work here. And he was like, No way. So I bought him a coffee and I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, I really want to do something with my music but not for fame, not for the attention, not for glory or anything, but I really wanna be honest and I really wanna do something that can serve people and encourage people. And he came up to me and he said, you know, you're gonna have friends that are gonna get there a lot quicker than you because they're gonna follow trends and they're gonna do whatever is popular at the time. He goes, and they'll get there. He said, but if you stick to your guns and you stick to what you do and what's authentically you and you stay faithful to the process he goes, when you get there, you'll never leave. He goes, I've been playing for years. He's like, I'm, I think he said he was like 70-something years old. And he goes, and I still play the music that I love with the people that I love most. And I travel the world doing it. That's awesome. Got a picture with him, called it the day. And then all my coworkers were like, what has been your life for three days? <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Such a cool time.
0: From living in your car to hanging out with the Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Of, so it's, it's quite a journey you've been on. Yeah, he's so, a
1: good guy, and I'm blessed to still call him a friend.
0: What song did Junior sing along with? Is that one you oh, can do, even?
1: Definitely one that I cannot sing anymore. <laughs> it's way too high so, for what I'm doing now. We'll, we'll let
0: you do another song of your choice, then. We'll, you, we'll find out the story after that. What, what's, what's, uh, what song would you um, like to do?
1: I'm thinking, let me do... This is a song I love, and um, so my parents it when i was um 14 when all that stuff happened Mm -hmm. and something that's always been a prayer of mine and something that's been important to me is to write a song that could keep a marriage together or that could be the spark and the flame for somebody to live in a lasting marriage and um, this song is called the impossible
2: I know that we've had our rough times Lately things haven't felt right Don't forget the words that I pledged On our wedding day to my last bride. We have so much to fight for I hate that I left your own soul Do anything to make it right One last day on the front lines On the front lines we can do the impossible, baby. I won't let us fall. I know we're standing on the edge, but we're stronger than this. We can do the impossible, baby. I'm still standing song and I know it still hurts. I won't make it worse out and grab my hand our love will never end we can do the impossible we can do the impossible yeah yeah I need to think about our kids don't want them to see us in like this let's push through when things get rough show them the meaning of true love I work so hard to gain your trust I know my words don't mean much I'll become the man that you dreamed of prove it to you just watch me love just watch me love cause we can do the impossible baby I won't let us fall I know we're standing on the edge But we're stronger than this We can do the impossible Baby, I'm still and tall And I know it still hurts I won't make it worse Baby, just reach out and grab my hand Our love will never end We can do the impossible can do the impossible If I have to leave and put all that we've built behind me I will I will We can rise and be everything that we've dreamed and more if you will If you well, cause we can do the impossible Baby, I won't let us fall I know we're standing on the edge But we're stronger than this We can do the impossible Baby, I'm still standing tall hurts. I won't make it worse. Baby, just reach out and grab my hand. Our love will never end. We can do the impossible. 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 Just you and
0: Destined for a future greatest hits compilation, Trey Simon uh, on Acoustic Alternatives, uh, live from Grove Studios and The Impossible. Now, I was prepping for the interview today, and I was basically streaming every single video you've ever made, and there's a lot of them. And I had a question about that video. And by the way, during the videos, I should mention that there's a video shoots from the Motor City Casino show where you're opening yeah. for Patty the yeah. Bell. So that the story we talked about, you can actually visit that day okay. and see what Trey was doing backstage there and on stage. But the video for Impossible, you have some weddings. and Are those real weddings? Those Did are you, real weddings. You just tapped into them? You got yeah. somebody's permission?
1: Yeah. So um, all three of those couples are good friends of mine. Oh, cool. And so they all go to my church. They're all people that I know. Shout out to Oakland Church. And um, so the first one was Sam and Liz, and Sam was one of my earliest musician friends. And um, my buddy Ben, Ben Liu, who does all of my music videos and everything, he also shot all their weddings. And so we hit every last one of them off, and we're like, hey, can we use your wedding footage and like put it all together? We're doing a music video for The Impossible, and they're like, oh, absolutely, go for it. And so put it all together, and I love the way it
0: turned out. It's beautiful. I'm yeah. I been an emotional mess in the last year-plus lately, and I got, I got pretty choked up in the first part of that video watching the first couple, and I'm like, okay, just get yourself together. It's a music video. And then I'm like, what if these are real weddings? So <laughs> yeah. I thought I would ask that to see if those were real That's weddings. Weird. So I learned from your website some things I didn't know. Yeah, your so website, which, by the way, is a little out of date. It mentions your forthcoming EP, which has been out for a couple of years now. You might <laughs> yeah, want to update. Yeah. update that. Yeah. But I didn't know that you are essentially uh, doing some modeling. Or are you still doing that? I mean, kind of no, modeling. not
1: really. I think at the time, at the time I did some, was it Cadence Jewelry Company? Uh, they gave me some pieces, and I was an ambassador for an event that they did and i've done some shoots for people and stuff like that but you know you don't want this mug in then in front of the camera yeah you do
0: handsome <laughs> trace simon i would like him representing my products why not
1: hey if you got any let me know i
0: don't <laughs> i could use i could use yeah. something myself <laughs> public speaking too i wasn't i wasn't aware that you're doing that as well tell yeah, me a little bit like, more about um,
1: that i've had some opportunities to speak in front of students and everything and at the time um my manager was really pushing for me to do more of that mm-hmm. and since then i've had um my first opportunity to actually preach at a oh um babe was it christian community church or christ community church In so, out in sterling heights and yes. i got to preach over there for the first time so that's been something that's been coming up in my life and sharing my story and just being able to encourage people and through my faith journey and everything yeah. So I guess that falls into the public speaking. Yeah. Are
0: you looking to do more of that once we get back to normal, whatever normal yeah, absolutely. ends up being? Yeah. Okay, I would
1: good. love to. I love sharing my story.
0: With people. Well multifaceted things. I mean you can't maybe you can't just survive on being a performer. Hopefully you're not still working at the coffee shop. I know <laughs> yeah. you were doing another side gig where you like being yeah. a porter for a, yeah, a car, my a car. buddy
1: owns a car dealership, and I do everything from buying cars, selling cars, yeah. driving cars, whatever you gotta do. Oh, well, right now you gotta no do something. Gigs right now. Yeah, you can't
0: you can't make money making music, so you gotta yeah. make money another day. So one of your EPs was called "What the Future Holds." What does yes. the future hold for you musically? Like, is there a planned physical release? You're gonna stick yeah, to digital. Yeah. What are you gonna do as far um, as releasing I, music goes?
1: As of right now, I believe everything's gonna stay digital. Um, I have two more <laughs> singles on deck. I'm gonna be released soon. I have a music video coming out soon for um, the last single, my newest single, which was "Edgy" that came out. Mm -hmm. So that one's coming, and then um, I definitely have more songs that are written going into record. I've even started doing some more worship music and everything too. So I have some videos of me leading worship that'll be coming out as well. But um, and then the plan is once shows come back around. I would like to take all the singles that I've released in the past two, three years and actually put it all on a record in physical form and start selling those at live shows and everything. So that's the that's plan a, in terms of the physical record way to go.
0: That's a great idea. I mean, that's where they're going to buy them because in a smaller setting, in a listening room, people are more likely to come up to you after a show and buy Absolutely. something to meet you. Yeah. If it's a big, you know, you're playing a large venue, and you're not going to come out. Yeah. Probably not going to sell much. Yeah, it's true. In in the world that you're currently in and by the way you belong in the big world. You're ready mm-hmm. for the bigger world, but for now, you know, we got to you got to pay your dues. I Take guess. what we can get, right? Take what you can get. <laughs> and when you do get back to playing shows, yeah. I know obviously you're you're comfortable doing this solo thing. Yeah. But do you prefer
1: for me for the longest time I preferred solo and it's something that's special to me, something that I enjoy. I like having the freedom of doing whatever I want.
0: It's intimate too.
1: And it's intimate. And those are my favorite venues to play. Like, yeah, yeah playing on a big stage is fun, but this those listening rooms and the coffee shops that I grew up playing in and that's like the stuff I love. But um in the world I'm playing bigger productions on a regular basis, you know, and so I think that is something that's already been talked about about bringing into what i do and playing with a full band and doing a full production moving forward so once those opportunities start coming out and we're able to do something um i'm definitely want to roll out with a bigger production and kind of show a new side of what i do
0: i'm looking forward to that very much i read a quote on the metro times uh, website that was about you and what you strive for—soft, smooth, and soulful. Which of those is most re- representative of you today? Because that's a slightly older article. Yeah, that's soft, smooth, or soulful. One.
1: Um, I guess soulful, and maybe not in the term that maybe some people equate to it in terms of like genre, like Marvin Gaye. Or... Yeah, yeah. because um, I don't know if I—I I don't fit into that world. But for me, soulful meaning always singing from that pure place in that honest place Mm -hmm. whether it's embarrassing or if it's hurtful or if it's exciting or encouraging not being afraid to really dig deep and keep it in a deep place because I've just I've never been a person to play on the surface I've always been the one that I don't want to touch the bottom and I don't want to see the seashore You know, I want to be out in the deep with it and I want to encourage those people that feel that same way knowing that you know, you're not in it alone kind of thing. And to encourage them to be in a place to be comfortable with it, too, because you get a whole lot more out of life when you just embrace the things that you're truly feeling.
0: Good point. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the S's they left off, and that was your quote, you forgot spiritual, because that's definitely you, too. Yeah, that's definitely. that's a part of who you are, <laughs> without a question. So a lot of S's. Maybe your next album should just be called S. I think so. <laughs> you're the complete package, though. you got the looks, you got the voice, you got the guitar chops, and I, I think you get. got big future ahead now what do you envision for yourself are you gonna try and be John legend or a local legend (laughs) Um, I don't know what do you want to be do you want to just make a living doing local shows or do you want to play out in California and Texas and
1: I to. I want to travel the world I want to go all over this country and you know before the COVID stuff I finally got into playing out of town and starting to get flown out to some of my first gigs which was really exciting and I signed with um Brave Enough Artist Agency out of Nashville, and they've been getting me more into the college market and traveling to different universities. So when things clear up, I'm definitely looking forward to get back to that. And um, But yeah, that's the dream is, you know, I love serving. I love the people in my community. When you work at a coffee shop, you really learn your town. Everybody comes through. Sure. And But I want to serve that community, but I also want to show people that if you stay faithful to the process, as ugly as it can get, you know, like you're going to get to where you want to go to and you just got to stay in there and you got to do it for the right things. You can't be for it yourself. You got to be completely selfish. You got to take yourself out of it completely. It's not for you. You go through these things to show people that you can be brave enough to get through it. And that's when you get people showing them that if you have faith, if you believe, if you really find who you are, like nothing in this life can take you down. And I want to give people that faith message. And I want to take that on a global global level, because you know I don't I don't need the glory. My girlfriend thinks I'm cool. So does my mom and dad. And as long as I got that, I'm all right. But if I can bless some people, that's what really means a lot to me.
0: I think, think you got the talent and the the wherewithal. You're going to do this. This is this is your path. Thank you. And I, I look forward to seeing you on the Grammy someday.
1: <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> we'll do it, brother.
0: About one more song. What would you like to close with? Yeah. Um.
1: Great question
0: one of the newer ones that you've released this year yeah, this past year i sorry that. we're into 2021 now I'll keep forgetting
1: yeah. I have a song um, so my girlfriend's name is Lindsay and she's definitely too good for me but I'm glad that she sticks around <laughs> <laughs> when we first started um dating um, you know I came out of a previous relationship that was left me pretty heartbroken and as I was healing, I definitely had a lot of walls up and that was hard to get past and open myself up to, to her. And through her patience and God's grace, I was really able to see the type of person that she was and that's somebody that you really want to invest yourself into. And so I wrote a song about that whole journey and I released it earlier um, last year and it's called What I Have Left.
2: Here I am on the outside, looking in, my words speak so loudly, but think, listening, picked myself up, win a couple rounds, but then I called a right hook, and I hit the ground, Heard nothing but one, two, three. Got seven more seconds before I lose this thing. Come on, what's the play Gotta catch my breath. I'm gonna beat this thing with with what I have, with what I have, honey, with what I have left. nothing but the good kind Pretty green eyes Talks with Jesus every morning Doesn't miss his good night Yes, I want love But it scares me I try to put my walls up But then it hit me Heard nothing but one got seven more seconds before I lose this thing come on with the play gotta catch my breath. gonna beat this thing with, with what I have with what I have cause you don't know what I've been through you don't know the thing Let us see Yes, I've walked on water But I'm sinking God, could you help me? Cause I'm here in one, two, three Got seven more seconds before lose this thing come on what's the plan gotta catch my breath gonna beat this thing with with what i have with what i have jesus with what i have honey with what i have left
0: Ray Simon's my guest this week on Acoustic Alternatives, some new music there, and uh, another beautiful song from the catalog that will eventually see some release when we get back to playing shows, and yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a merch table to visit after the show, and mm-hmm. hands to shake, and hugs to give, and all the things that we really, really miss about yeah. live music, oh, I miss it so much, and thank you so much for being here today. And
1: Thank you your- so much, John, man. Love you, man, I always appreciate you. Love you too, and your, friendship, your friendship is important to me. Absolutely. I'll get you across the table. Yeah, right. We can't touch <laughs> each
0: other, but you know, we can we can uh, we can share music and stories and I appreciate all the great stories you told me today, too. Thank you, man. I hope uh I hope the journey goes the way I think it's gonna go. I see I see bright things for you still, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Amen, brother. We'll do it. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> Couple more weeks, another acoustic alternatives guest to be determined. Keep your eye on the sites. Uh, Grove Studios, thank you so much for letting me be here in this really cool space and for improving it with the video screen and the improvements that are on deck for uh, making multi-camera angles available and all things that they're 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 making improvements all the time. Grove Studios and. Tresimon.com or is it TresimonMusic.com 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 Check Update it out Update coming Update <laughs> coming That doesn't say EP coming out soon That's already out It's been out <laughs> for two years But whatever <laughs> Good to see you my friend Good to see you too John Thanks gonna you. See you in a couple weeks Thanks <laughs>